The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with Fee Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Hi, Mike Gibson, Renato Lopes coming to you live from ESC 2021, and we are talking about the Michelle trial, a trial of rivaroxaban at the 10 milligram dose versus standard of care in people with COVID. And uh, Renato, you enriched for event rates by using the improved D-dimer score, which I had described. And uh, so I'm really excited to see what you found. Sure, Mike. So uh, as, you, as you know, uh, we are still learning about anticoagulants in COVID. Um, we are still debating on what to do in terms of in-hospital period. Some, some studies suggesting that maybe happen might be beneficial for not so severe patients. Um, for severe patients in the ICU, we are not using any full dose or therapeutic anticoagulation. But a question that we still didn't answer is, how about the discharge? How about if you didn't develop an event in hospital doing your COVID hospitalization, and then you get discharged? Should we extend the prophylaxis in these patients? We showed that rivaroxaban full dose 20 milligrams in hospital didn't work. We showed that in the action study. But now in the Michelle study, what we did is, okay, let's try to do the extended prophylaxis with 10 milligrams for 35 days versus standard of care, which is basically no anticoagulation in the time of discharge. In patients who got hospitalized due to COVID, and you use your score, Mike, the improved DD, um, uh, modified uh, improved score. Basically, patients needed to have two to three of improved DDVT score plus an elevated D-dimer or uh, an improved score of greater or equal to four to be randomized. That, right. that, was, that was basically the inclusion criteria. And the primary endpoint, Mike, was a composite. So because the trial only randomized 320 patients, so relatively small trial, we basically defined the primary endpoint as a composite of symptomatic VTE VTE-related death, VTE detected in the imaging, either in the angio CTs or in the ultrasound that we that we made, that we performed at 35 days, arterial thromboembolism, myocardial infarction, stroke, Mayo, major adverse limb event, and cardiovascular death. So that was our primary. Those other events, you know, in our medical therapy trials, it's not always venous events in these medically ill. They have MIs, they have strokes, they have limb events. So I'm glad you took a very broad look, what I call MAVE, major right. adverse vascular events, both arteries and veins. That, that's right. That was the idea because we know that these events really happens, uh, really happen in these patients. So uh, we, as I mentioned, we randomized 320 patients. And basically what we showed, Mike, is our important relative risk reduction of 67% in the primary endpoints in patients assigned to rivaroxaban 10 milligrams compared to patients who did not receive any forms of uh, anticoagulant at, at hospital discharge. 
Our primary key safety endpoint was major bleeding, and we did not see any major bleeding in either groups. Wow. So no, so no major bleeding in either groups. And when we look at the breakdown, Mike, again, it's small trials. So basically, we're talking about five events in the river oxygen arm and 15 events in the um, control arm. And in the rivaroxaban arm, in the five events, one of them was symptomatic and four of them were asymptomatic, including PEs detected in the angio CTs. And in the control group, two thirds of the events were symptomatic and only one third was asymptomatic. So suggesting that maybe rivaroxaban not only reduce events, but when you have it, you don't have symptoms as we've seen in the control group. Was the symptomatic event reduction, was that significant? Yeah, when we look at symptomatic and fatal VD, VTE, we have one event versus eight, Mike, which gave us a 87% relative risk reduction, which achieves statistically significance. Wow, that's amazing. This was, again, a secondary endpoint, but nonetheless, one to eight. Uh, that ha happens to the confidence intervals go to, from 0 0.02 to 0 0.99. So therefore, statistical, statistically significant. So does this change things, Renato? I mean, if someone meets these criteria, they're kind of a high-risk VTE patient at discharge, should they get Riva 10 milligrams? So Mike, when we look at the studies on medically ill, uh, that's a study where the DOACs have not been so successful as in other areas. As, as you know, you led uh, the APEX trial. Um, but when we look at Mariner and APEX and the, com and the combine of, of, of other studies, um, it's, we still don't have that certainty around what are the patient population that should definitely use extended prophylaxis. And I think that in the light of no randomized data in the COVID arena, and if we take into account the Mariner, the Apex, the data that shows some trends in the right direction, I, I think that it's very reasonable that if you have a high-risk patients, because this patient population in this study is not everyone that got discharged, uh, but the ones that are high risk with high improved score might benefit from um, rivaroxaban extended uh, prophylaxis. Again, it's small trial. I think it's a nice step in the right direction, Mike. I think, yes, informed practice, but it would be nice to have this confirmed in a larger study and the active 4C study that is being done by the NIH uh, is testing a similar question uh, with another DOAC and, and hopefully we'll see that confirmation coming up in, the, in that study. Right. Well, great work, Renato. I know how hard it is to do these studies, particularly in the setting of COVID, getting people to come back for a CT after they've had COVID. Uh, it's tough. I don't know how you did it. Great work. Thanks for sharing with us. And thanks to all of you for joining us here live from ESC 2021.